Welcome back to Insights Unlocked, and a very happy holidays to everyone. Hopefully by the time you listen to this, I will have completed assembling a foosball table for my kids. For many people, the holiday season is a time for taking a break from work as we visit friends and loved ones, assemble gifts, and otherwise recharge our batteries. In this short Encore episode, we listen to the conversation User Testing's CEO, Andy McMillan, had with Sarah Duty about making ourselves recession-proof. One recommendation they had was investing time at least once a year in updating your LinkedIn profile, resume, portfolio, or CV. Seems like these slow days between the holidays are a perfect opportunity to track your accomplishments over the past year, update your LinkedIn profile, and make a plan for the new year. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Insights Unlocked, an original podcast from User Testing, where we bring you candid conversations and stories with the thinkers, doers, and builders behind some of the most successful digital products and experiences in the world, from concept to execution. And I think the third thing people really need to do very tangibly is make sure that all of your career materials are up to date and ready to go, meaning your resume, your LinkedIn, your portfolio, because you never know when an opportunity might come your way, first of all. Like, what if your dream job landed in your email or your friend told you their company's hiring and it's ideally what you're looking for? Or what's the word? If you're laid off, uh, you know, you need to be ready in case that happens too. So making sure all that stuff is up to date and really prioritizing that. And I think a lot of people worry and think that's going to take too long. But you need to think of it in a, as an investment, just like research is an investment, right? If you do this once, get all your career materials updated once, then it's just a matter of like refreshing them slightly every year, or twice a year. And it won't be this Herculean task that you have to take on every time you're thrown into a job search that you initiated or that was initiated for you. I think that's really good advice. Uh, I had someone uh, one time I was at a seminar and they mentioned um, building your resume before you need your resume is when you're in a better headspace to do that work as well. So you're a little more confident. You sort of you get to a place where you feel good about where you are. And if something you know you hit a bump in the road along the way, one you take the bump a little better, and two um, you know you can sort of get right focused on on what you need to get focused on. So I think that's that's good guidance. Yes. I mean, having just read through the 30 critiques that were submitted for everyone in my career coaching program this morning, I would say 80% of them are all just a kind of swirling mindset stuff. It's not really like, is this bullet point on my resume correct? It's all this other doubt and self-confidence stuff that comes when, like you said, you're not in the right headspace to, to do it if you know you need a job yesterday. Yep, I think that's right. So from your vantage point at Career Strategy Lab, what do you think are the opportunities and challenges for someone who works in the UX industry, whether they're a designer or a researcher? Like, how do you frame up, you know, when you're talking to somebody or talking to one of these groups, the opportunities that exist as they think longer term, but also, you know, what are the realities that are going to make those those opportunities hard to achieve? Yeah, so I think we kind of already covered one of these opportunities, and that's the opportunity for research. If we play along with this hypothesis that these companies that are out of the tech industry, they might be more research first minded. And so I think in general, the area of research, I think I don't have data on this, but anecdotally, when I log into LinkedIn and just poke around, you know, job boards and things, 
it seems like there's a lot of research jobs out there. So I think that's good news for your audience. Um, the other thing that I think is an opportunity is for people to not just be pure researchers or pure designers, but look to develop those um, kind of business acumen skills, for lack of a better word. So look to understand a little bit about business strategy and not just how beautiful of a thing you can make on the screen, but really practice and be mindful of understanding the products and services and companies you work with and the business behind it. Because if you treat that kind of like a muscle, then you are going to be acquiring um, kind of like portable equity throughout your career that will make you come across as more experienced and kind of mature in those skills. And I think employers don't just want someone that can move stuff around on the screen and make a design or write the perfect survey. They want to know that that person can also collaborate and communicate with people in other departments and make sure that whatever their research or designing is moving the business forward, you know, and they're not just off in a UX silo. Um, so those are things I think that, that people should keep in mind. Does anything else come to mind for you? I, I think that last point is just such a good one, uh, especially when you mentioned kind of company strategy. We've been talking about these companies outside of tech. It's always interesting. I grew up in the Midwest. A lot of the companies I grew up around sort of had tech disruption happen to them. I always remind folks, it's not like they didn't know this was happening. I mean, they see the disruption happening. The hard part is what to do and how do you leverage your, you know, kind of your existing investments, you know, think about what a lot of retailers went through with with the push into e-commerce and everybody was like, well, what do I do with my stores? What do I do with all my associates? How do I? It's really kind of a research question at its core, really, really, really important research question. And so I think researchers that can put themselves in a position, not just to design something beautiful, but to say, here's a business model that, that you know, I went out and talked to folks and talked to customers and here's what we could go do. Uh, I think that's really an incredible skill set to have. And I see it in so many so many researchers that don't know that they can connect it to that sort of business strategy almost naturally. Uh, and I think if you can get explicit about doing that, it's such a huge impact. Want to keep the conversation going? You can find the show notes at usertesting.com slash podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or Google Play so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's show, please share it with a friend or leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, this is Insights Unlocked, an original podcast from user testing.